to The Beanball, the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. I am Brady O'Callaghan. And I'm Joey Price. Wow, here we are, back again. Here we are, we're back again, we're ready to get into it. And we are going to get into it. Um, Here's the thing, plenty of baseball has happened, and so we have some exciting baseball stuff to talk about. That's right. Plenty of baseball has happened. We're also, you know, two months into the season and a month away from playoffs. Yep, it's nuts. Uh, it is crazy how it it feels like it just started. And yeah, in and a way, it did. It did. <laughs> yeah. And it is coming to a close. Um, yeah, we're going to... Uh, talk about the looming playoffs, um, as well as touch on uh, a bunch of uh, roster changes that just happened. The trade deadline was just this past week, so some teams made some big moves. So we're going to get into oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to start with that? Yeah, let's start with some of these trades. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so probably the biggest uh, headline... Um, in all of this is the Padres appear to be really going for it. They certainly do. I mean, they, um, you know, we've talked about the Padres a lot this season. Uh, they're a good team. They're a really good team that um, I think people were hoping to like break out faster than they did. And then this season, they really started to break out. Yep. Um, and they did a lot to um, kind of patch some of the, some of their troubled areas in a way that uh, is also long-term, too. They didn't, you know, this season is so weird. Uh, they were smart not to just, like, take a rental yep. on players that they traded for. They got some good long-term uh, things so they can stay competitive. And that does seem forward. to be kind of the... M.O. for the Padres is uh, thinking long-term. Yeah. Um, probably for the past two seasons, they've been a team that, like, could be good anytime, but looks like they will be very good um, sometime in the uh, relatively near future. Um, yeah. They have one of the strongest farms uh, in all of baseball. and Probably a little less strong now. Yeah, a little less strong for sure, but they managed not to deal most of their like top 10 uh yeah. prospects which is I, yeah i think wild. like top like top five or top seven was their highest that they got rid of yeah something like five that or number seven something yeah. Like that. yeah um so yeah and they, the, they, yeah the big thing that they got of course from cleveland is uh clevenger uh a great starting pitcher yep who uh, they'll have for another two seasons after this. Yes, for sure. That was their big one. And uh, they dealt, um, what, like five or six uh, young uh, players in that deal um, to Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland got the probably the best uh, Padres prospects that were dealt. Um, shortstop, a pitcher, um we got a yeah. reliever reliever in there. I think it came out to like three that are major league ready and three that probably have a couple more years in the in the minors uh, before coming up. But 
I don't know. I um, I guess I feel pretty good about that deal for Cleveland. I'm sure mm-hmm. San Diego probably feels very good about it uh, for them. Uh, getting Clevenger is huge, and having him for two more seasons after this is, I mean, you can't really beat it. But uh, Cleveland has uh, pitching depth. Um, and so if there's one thing that we're going to deal – uh, I'm glad we dealt that and managed to get uh, what seemed to be some pretty good returns. Yeah. And you guys also, like we've talked about, have like seemingly a very good development program or department, I guess. Yeah. So if you're able to get, you know, it's possible you guys can even get better results out of these uh, young studs that you got. Um, so, yeah, the 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 Padres were involved in something like 26 players like moving around this season, which is like a record. It's a record. And the previous record was the Padres like a few seasons ago. So their GM just loves to deal. He loves to deal. And he absolutely dealt. Um, He dealt. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, the Padres look good for another few seasons. It They are like, I, 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 part of me is amazed at the production that they're getting out of guys like Will Myers and Eric Cosmer this year. Like mm-hmm. those didn't seem like really good signings when they happened. Right. Um, but they've been playing great this season. Is that going to be long-term? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, definitely pitching depth was a thing that they lacked and and bullpen. So getting Clevenger helps with that and they did some trades for their bullpen so they've bolstered that, so. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, they strengthened up their their catcher situation. Yeah, at one point they had four catchers. In in the midst of all these trades, they had like four or five catchers on their roster, which is pretty funny. Yep. You yep. don't need that many. You absolutely don't. Um and now, now they don't. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, the, it looks like the Padres uh, won the the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was a competition, um, although I'm not upset with uh, Cleveland's moves, but yeah, I I I agree. I, and also, like Cleveland looks like they're the other thing too is like if you look at it in the short term, Cleveland's still in a good spot to for the rest of the season. Yeah, it this seems like a move that was mostly intended to um foster growth um and kind of uh patch up holes uh for a couple years down the line. Uh but it it doesn't seem like they're giving up on this season, you know? They did okay. improve um in specific ways this season, you know. We already yeah. had like the best defensive uh, catcher in the league and now we also have the, se- the second best a defensive <laughs> catcher in the league um, I wish either of them could hit um, yeah. but we'll see but we got an outfielder in it um, who looks to be um, at least a little bit better than the outfielders we've got so yeah yeah. but those two teams were not the only ones who made some moves so let's talk um yeah, the uh, the other kind of big big ones were the Blue Jays and the Marlins, both kind of getting some talent 
in a in a way that shows that they're kind of going for it a little bit yes uh here because they are kind of on that like um standings wise we'll talk about this in a little bit but they're like on the 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 bubble spots right um could make it could not make it but they both uh made moves to uh improve which is exciting i I kind of like when teams do that yeah marlins Uh, grabbed starling Marte. yeah which was like kind of came out of nowhere i think a little bit yeah um uh yeah they grabbed Marte and the blue jays uh, they they got some uh, they got Tajon Walker and Robbie Ray and Ross Stripling so they got some like pitching depth for themselves. Jonathan VR. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that like definitely helps helps them out. Probably will like um, help ensure because they're they're like a few games above Detroit's for that like uh, eighth slot mm-hmm. uh, of the playoffs uh so that'll probably help like nail that one down um an- another interesting uh story here is like uh i think the yankees were expected to maybe make some moves because they have uh many of their headline players still injured um and seemingly weeks away from coming back and mm-hmm. i i don't think they moved anyone they didn't they did not um and yeah it's interesting in a way a team like that not doing anything maybe does make a little bit of sense too because those guys that are on the IL are going to come back, you know, by the playoffs for the most part, at least you'd expect most of them to come back. Yeah. So like, if you can just make it to the playoffs, probably you're okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, but it is a little bit surprising still. Uh, I just don't think there's that much of a risk for them not like falling out, you know? Yeah. Um, uh. We can dream, though. Yeah, we can always dream. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there. I'll be curious to see what happens with the Yankees, just because so once again, so many of their players are on the IL, and unlike last year, they're not like s- still somehow winning games. Yeah. Despite. <laughs> despite yeah. It. Um. Yeah, I feel like Aaron Judge. And Giancarlo Stanton are just always injured. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's yeah. a, it's a and shame Torres for those guys because they're actually maybe Torres is about to come back. He's I think he they thought he was going to be sidelined for a lot longer than he is. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that would be good for them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was an eventful and exciting trade deadline. It was. Yeah. It's fun to follow. It was. I kind of didn't know what would what it would be like this year at all. So it also wouldn't have shocked me if like nothing happened too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was the Padres thing. Obviously, was like, especially because it was like they did a big trade one day and then a big trade the next day. So it was like two days in a row. You got this fun, exciting, uh, up. Weird Padres stuff again, you know? Yeah. It is it's um, so weird that, like, 
Um, you know, a pitcher could conceivably have only started for their team like three times um, and then get dealt this season. Yes. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. How many times did Clevenger play for the for Cleveland? I think it was three. He was yeah. scheduled to pitch on Thursday, but was traded the like the day before or something like yeah. that. And And that's like kind of back to like it's not that big of a loss this season for Cleveland is that like yeah he's going to pitch another what four times yeah at most yep so yeah like that's not that's not going to have like a huge uh wouldn't play a huge factor for the regular season and the playoffs maybe it becomes a bigger deal just because individual games mean so much more right um but uh who's like your who's your ace right now bieber now oh right yeah bieber right yeah sure he's great he's like six and oh yeah he's incredible i'd tell you what this the young guy that we brought up because of the whole clevenger and playsack thing tristan mckenzie has looked awesome he got 10 strikeouts in his uh major league debut pitched six innings great didn't i that's great maybe gave up one run i think he gave up one run um yesterday i think he pitched uh six shutout innings he's looking great i I hope they keep him up yeah oh can we talk about the granky thing oh yeah yeah it's so good (laughs) this is obviously a new subject not trade related yes granky i I, it's, it's just some somehow becoming our favorite pitcher yeah he's just as oh a special kind of weirdo that's so refreshing yeah um yeah i feel like at, for a while in his career he kind of like maybe steered clear of just like public stuff and now he just seems to be leaning into it a little bit more maybe it's you know it's the twilight of his career a little bit and he's great he's so fun and funny yep um he so this was um when was this this was like last week and this is a different uh incident but he okay he he um had issues with like the um pitcher's mound he didn't you know he thought something was off about it so he had the grounds crew come on um to like fix it uh great normal other pitchers probably go to the go to the dugout talk with their team or whatever he just sits on the grass <laughs> like it's little league and watches it's so funny this was also the start maybe it was this start maybe it was the start previous where he he signaled to the batter this is the the, the catcher wasn't putting down the pitch that he wanted to throw and he just signaled here's going to throw and he struck the batter out yeah he threw like a 54 mile per hour EFIS pitch. God, it's so funny. His curveball is like averaging like 68 miles per hour. And his fastball only averages like 88, 89 or something like that. But if you have if you're like throwing between 54 and 89, yeah. I mean That is a world of difference. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um but anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the so most the recent one, clip is uh uh he's pitching and i think it's a uh like one and two count 
Um, he throws a curve or slider or something like that um, that's like just out of the strike zone. Um, and who is it? Andrus? Uh, I think a- so, yeah. Uh, d- doesn't swing, sees it. Kind and, of check swings. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and hold, holds this, but holds a swing back, definitely. Which good call, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, it it was a ball. It gets called a ball. Um, but because uh, we can hear a lot more now that there's no one in the stands, you just hear <laughs> Granky compliment Anderson. Just says, "Great take." <laughs> immediately just like wildly impressed that he didn't fool him <laughs> and then strikes him out on like the same pitch exact same pitch the very next <laughs> pitch incredible it's so funny yeah 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 he's really good there's some really 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 good granky stories just kind of out there joe posnanski i think like wrote about a bunch of granky stories um when he if, when he was doing like his like best players of all time thing, Granky was on the list. Yeah. Uh, and in that story, he just like, yeah, uh, there he's great. He's like a modern day. Um, oh God. Who was that pitcher? Um, Rube. Oh, I forget. Who? He He's the, the guy that was so weird that there's like all these stories of him getting distracted by like shiny things in the stands and oh yeah, I don't remember this. I I I know the story more than the player itself. Yeah, he like um got distracted by like fire trucks driving by the stadium. Yeah. He would go uh, Rube Rube Waddell. Yep, Rube Waddell. Yeah. Not not saying that Granky's a Rube, but he's just so weird in a way that's like so endearing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, really fun. And, like, still such a good pitcher. He has been playing since, like, 2005. Yeah. I want to say, like, maybe even before that. Um, And, um, uh, yeah, he, let's see, debuted in 2004. Wow. Uh, And, like, still great. I, for some reason, decided to, like, rewatch the highlights of game seven of the 2019 world series where when the nationals won. Yeah. Uh, and I forgot how amazingly he pitched in that game. Oh yeah. Like, through seven innings or th- into the seventh inning, he had like not given up a run, hardly any base runners. And then like he gave up, I think a home run and a walk and was taken out and then they blew it. Uh, but like, yeah, he was pitching so well that game. Yeah, kind of forgotten to time. He's just uh, one of the most fun players uh, yeah. in baseball right now. So yeah, just wanted to share that little anecdote. It was really, really funny. Made us laugh. There's yeah. video of it. Definitely recommend looking it up. It's good. Yeah, let's it's good. Let's right. talk playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's talk playoffs. You want to? So- yeah, I'll t- I'll start. We're a f- we're like what a few weeks away, a month away, something like that. Playoff picture is coming into view, and the playoffs obviously are a little bit weirder this year with uh, each division, the top two teams moving on, and then two other teams also moving on in a kind of first round best of three series uh, like bracket system. 
So if the uh, season were to end today, here's what, here's what we'd be looking at. In this first round, we'd have the Rays. This is for the AL. We'd have the Rays playing the Blue Jays. Rays looking absolutely insane this season. Yeah. Uh, just looking great. Um, obviously, as we'll probably repeat multiple times, a three-game series is one of those weird, who knows what could happen in that kind of series. The worst team in baseball could beat the best team in baseball two out of three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would be what the first thing is. And the A's, who also look great, playing the Twins. The, the Twins, the White Sox, and the Indians are all within like a game and a half of each other. That's like the really, really tight race for that AL Central. Yeah. So that's the one where you will probably most likely see a lot of movement. Even like, uh, I mean, De- Detroit is four and a half games behind there, but like, they they yeah. almost have just like as good a record as the Blue Jays. They're like, yeah, maybe a, two games behind them. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The AL looks a lot better than the NL this season. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I don't yeah. know, but. Uh, if you look at the NL, it, it's a quick drop off after uh, even some of the first place teams. I think it, it's pro- it's probably just because the pitchers aren't getting up to bat this season. <laughs> They're losing a lot of offense there. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, so then you've got yeah A's versus Twins. You've got Cleveland versus Astros, which is not an enviable position necessarily for the for Cleveland. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what's going to be interesting. And I think we're actually, I'll bring it up maybe with the Padres in a second again, too, is that some of these second place, it, it might pay to end in second place a little bit some of these times. Yeah. Um, you might end up uh, playing a worse team just because if you're a really good second place team and there's a not great first place team or something like that, or if you land like that, um, that that fourth seed, which is the best second place team, then you're playing another second place team, you mm-hmm. know, and they they might not be very good anyway. Uh, which leads us to White Sox Yankees. Which again, if the White Sox were to play the Yankees as they are right now, I mean that's like great for the White Sox, right? Yeah. But the Yankees uh, probably will have some uh, better players <laughs> by mm-hmm. the time <laughs> that were to happen, and. Yeah, that would be, uh, you know, an, an, an interesting one. The White Sox are one of those, like, really fun, kind of, kind of, sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, people expected them to be better this year, but because of the expanded playoff format, they're going to end up uh, getting there maybe a year before you'd expect them to. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I all of these games uh, sound like games I'd want to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, A's and Twins would um, yeah. be a lot of fun. I even like yeah. Cleveland Astros. Like Houston's scary, but I would love nothing more than for Cleveland to be the team that knocks them out. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah, all of these do sound great. Um, and the Blue Jays, even like this fun, like uh, you know, squad of young uh, sons of former 
former players, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, um, uh, yeah, like that's a really fun team to see make it to the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. Fingers crossed for him. Yeah, I hope so. All right, should we move on to the NL? Let's do it. Okay, National League. We'd have the Dodgers versus the Rockies, and uh, that. Sorry, Colorado. Yeah, that won't be much of anything. Hey, you know what? Fingers crossed. It could be Dodgers versus the Giants, dude. Hey, uh, I'm pulling for them. Yeah. Uh, Braves, Marlins, kind of an interesting one. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, again, this is where I feel like the parity here is so different between all of these uh, uh, teams that we're about to kind of go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... Cubs, Cardinals. I really feel like the Cubs are much better than the Cardinals. They definitely are. The Cardinals are 500. Mm-hmm. And then Padres, Phillies. Phillies are not bad and have actually been improving a lot uh, recently. I, they started off so terribly, um, but um, Harper's been looking really good this season. Yeah. But yeah, in this case, it does feel like these top four teams are above and beyond better than the teams that they that would be in the bottom four. Yeah, for sure. Um, but who knows again, anything can happen. And even with that, I'd say probably despite other than the Dodgers Rockies, like Cubs Cardinals is very fun for the, um, rivalry. Yeah, that's Um, great. Uh, Padres Phillies gives you Machado versus Harper. Mm -hmm. Uh, so like there's some fun matchups to be had there. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Who, if if we're looking at it like this, who who are you pulling for in, in all this? I mean, I'm probably, I, I just have the, my history with the Padres means I'm going to, I would be rooting for them. I'm, and I'm always, I'm always going to root for, I'm always going to root for like a Padres A's World Series. Yeah. You know, I just, I, you kind of don't have a choice. Yeah, for sure. I was going to um, say, I, it, hey, if it's not Cleveland, I think I'd love to see Oakland. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. A's, 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 twins, obviously, because of my in laws. Um, and then other than the Padres, um, I mean, the Braves, I do think, are, like, a pretty fun... I, I like watching Acuna a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Phillies are pretty fun, so probably one of those. But, uh, yeah, Padres for sure. Uh, I just don't see... If this were, the if this were like, a normal playoff situation, it's, like, once again, it would be the Dodgers to lose, I feel like. They're just so... Yep. They're so much better than the rest of the league. Yes, it's crazy. They have lost 10 games this season. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, It it's absolutely there's to lose, but it is, like we said, a really weird year. And Absolutely. Who knows? You have, like, two bad nights. That can make the difference. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, the... I, yeah, the the Giants, I think, like, swept the Dodgers once this season or something like that. I mean, that wasn't exactly that. But, like, yeah, any any freaking weird stuff can happen. 
you know, you're able to set your lineup, you're able to set your rotation. So you have your best players pitching and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun thing to watch. I feel like those, that first series, those games meaning so much to get to that next round is going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for it. Um, but till then, hey, plenty of baseball left. Plenty of baseball left to watch, and I'm excited to watch it. You know I'm excited to watch it. Um, all right, what do you say? That, I think that's good. I think that's good. I think it's great. I think we did a good job today. I think we did really good. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the episode that really takes us into the stratosphere, you know? Yeah. When the oral history of the beanball comes out, this is going to be the one. Yeah. That, that we oralize about the most. Yeah, for sure. There, It'll probably be a, a small little section of this oral history talking about how my cat kept meowing throughout the first 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if that will come through in the recording, but... It's almost well, it's almost it's in oral time, history. So. It's, it's definitely going to be. In it's world. definitely in the oral history for sure. At least in the oral history. <laughs> Would be terrible if that if your cat meowing was lost to time. Someone get on the oral history. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Just by mentioning it here on the podcast, um, <laughs> we've immortalized it. So that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was fun. Uh, yeah. We'll have to do this again sometime. Okay. Okay, we'll see you later, everybody. (laughs) The Beanball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callaghan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Diana Kolsky. If you want to reach us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you might get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.